I'll read into this book of Jonah, if you would, tonight. We're not going to, we're just going to keep going. There might be a little laughter in this. Jonah, that's just kind of, like I said, it's been convicting to me. Book of Jonah, if you would. But, uh, Amen. Father, let's thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for giving us this book. Thank you for giving us a reason, Lord, just to live. And Lord, thank you for, uh, Lord, this church. Thank you for everyone here, Lord, and let it not be a waste of time, Lord, but let our hearts be changed forever, Lord, that, Lord, somebody out there, Lord, might just hear this story, Lord, and, and Lord, get saved by our testimony and our witness to them of, of what you've done in our lives. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jonah, we've read through verses 1 through 5. We're just going to pick it up here in uh, verse number 6. So we've went through in verse number 5 where the mariners were afraid and they cried unto every man as God and cast forth the wares. And we talked about, you know, being cast out, being a castaway, which was, which was kind of neat because, I mean, I woke or I was listening to some preaching there Monday morning. Yeah, Monday morning. No, it was Wednesday. And Brother Terrence Calvin preached down at Shady Acres Baptist Church. Don't be a castaway. And he preached out of a totally different test. He didn't even mention Jonah. So I just, I got, I got a blessing out of that. So it kind of let, spirit let you know you're on track. You know what I mean? So amen. I don't want to be a castaway. I'm sure you don't want to be a castaway. So verse number six says, So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. And then said they unto him, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said to them, I am am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Now, I know I've said in many times past before that, you know, you can read your Bible and and you, it, it'll make you laugh. Yeah. It really does. And this is kind of one of those funny things, you know. And you know why it, you know why it's funny, Brother Dan? No. <laughs> because it ain't happening to me. <laughs> it's happening to Jonah. <laughs> what you doing, old sleeper? <laughs> you know, I mean, it wouldn't be funny if you're in the boat and all these angry fishermen are standing there at you going, what are you doing, old sleeper? <laughs> but... But you read it and you're like, yeah, <laughs> glad I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good thing. But you start reading and you're like, well, man, there's been some times in my life where I've been a sleeper. You know, notice here that he's got a new name. <laughs> it ain't preacher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jonah, go preach. No, you're Jonah, the sleeper. I mean, the world is good at picking out nicknames for you. 
Captain Crash. We've heard that one, right? Correct. What is it? Crash and Burn. I apologize. Yeah. I got another nickname for a group of three guys here in Ridgefield that have wrecked so many cars. When they all get together, I call them Ridgefield Wrecking. Because they can open up their own wrecking yard. They've crashed so many cars here in Ridgefield. I mean, they're... Pastor could probably be part of that group. You could be the, you could be the captain of that group. <laughs> but there's a lot of people. You, know, the, the, you, you don't get to choose your nickname. I remember in my not so good old days, we was, we was over there and I lived in Portland, right off 122nd between Mark and Main, and and it was a no good apartments. We lived all the way in the back. I mean, the police officers were in there every single day. I mean, they might as well just left somebody at the front of the entrance of the apartments because they were there every day. And uh, we'd have a whole bunch of friends come over, and we'd play hacky sack out there in, in the middle of the parking lot. And there was, remember one time there was 15, 20 of us all out there playing hacky sack in this big old huge group, right? And I used to have really long hair before I got saved, and it was kind of stuck out. It was real curly. That's why sometimes I got to put mousse because it still goes up like crazy. Got calyx that just go everywhere. And I had this long, poofy hair. And this little black kid, he's about 10, 11 years old, walks by, and we've always had the kids outside boxing. We teach them boxing stuff out front, and the kids just loved us anyway. But this little kid goes by, and I mean, he's right in front of me, everybody, and all these kids. He looks right at me and goes, hey, you look like Sideshow Bob. (laughs) And Sideshow Bob is a character off The Simpsons that has really crazy hair. And, And I don't know all about him, all that, but but I'll tell you what. It stuck. <laughs> Everybody there that heard it laughed me to scorn. And after that, it was like, hey, sideshow. And it stuck for years until obviously, you know, I met my wife and I left the crowd. And But I'm sure I could get right back into some of those people like Buddy Jim. He'd go, what's up, sideshow? They, they never forgot, you know. This little kid just said that. What's up, sideshow? Or NASCAR Mike. Another one. I've given so many people, hod carriers, and people that have lost their licenses, rides to work so they can get to work and back that and then I drive I drive NASCAR Mike, okay, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not I refuse that's some I'm pleading fifth. <laughs> so but I haven't caused an accident, I don't think. But uh you don't get to choose your nicknames. Oh sleeper. I'm a good friend of mine, Aaron. He uh, he died. He's passed away now. Got the privilege of living in the Lord. He couldn't get his license because he had like five, six DUIs. You know what his nickname was? Great worker, greatest guy. You meet him, you you talk for hours with the guy. Fishing, hunting, greatest guy. You know what his nickname was? Boozy. And he knew that by it. I didn't call him that because he was a friend of mine. But that guy could go... They didn't know him as Aaron. Oh, boozy. The guy who's going to drink a fifth and not show up tomorrow. Or he'd be there for three days to get drunk and then, you know, boozy. He was known that non-union outfits, union outfits. That was his nickname. It's sad. Jonah isn't known as a prophet or a preacher now. He's known as a sleeper. Sad. You know, I don't want to be known as a sleeper. I like what, uh, let's turn over to Matthew chapter 11. 
It kind of goes with this, but uh, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now I'll tell you what, when pastor was out, I had to stay up a lot of nights just trying to prepare, late nights. But you know what? It was worth it. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what? It's a little bit of work. But it was worth not sleeping. It was worth it just to spend more time with the Lord. And that labor of a... The sleep of a laboring man. I forget how that verse goes. But it's sweet. Sometimes I can wake up without my alarm going off. Most of the time I do. I used to think, oh, that's because I'm, you know, programmed that way. Maybe it's because I'm getting too much sleep. Amen. Amen. Maybe I should stay up a little bit later and read my Bible. Get up a little bit earlier. Read my Bible and spend more time in fellowship in the Lord instead of sleeping. And when I go to sleep, I'm like... Oh, and then you wake up. Oh, I gotta go. I've never really suffered that much at work after that. Amen. It was good. It was it was sweet. Just being honest and learn to Him. Learn to the Lord. You're gonna see a little bit, and I don't want to get ahead of the message, but and learn of Him. Turn back over to the book of Jonah. Verse number 6. Jonah says he knows the Lord. But I'll get into that in a later verse. It says, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise! Call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us, that we perish not. You know that shipmaster said, he says, Arise! There's nothing like getting rebuked by a lost person. Amen. Ever happened to you? For your iniquity. For your behavior. For your attitude. Where's your joy? I think one of my favorite ones I've ever heard was, was Terrence Calvin and his, his illustration. Terrence Calvin is a 100% Navajo Indian. And he's, his dad started the first Navajo church on the Navajo Indian reservation. So he is the second. So this guy's went through a bunch just being, just that being said. I mean, you got white man religion, you know what I mean? So he's been through it, you know what I mean? But, uh, he says, now I know, he gets, he says, I know all of you are going to come up to me after the service. And you're going to tell me that, oh, I'm, I'm part Indian too. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny, right? And he goes, but don't. He says, cause I already can tell you're an Indian. He says, you ever seen a picture of an Indian? <laughs> He goes, we don't smile. Every single picture you see of an Indian is like this. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And he goes, and I can tell by the look on all your faces that y'all part Indian. <laughs> I know. And he said that just like he did. I laughed so hard. You know what I mean? Where's your joy? You know? Is it still the same old, old story, you know, that when you got saved, you know what I mean? It's just, it's true. People are going to see it. People got to know something's different. People watching. Arise, O oh sleeper. You know? They're getting, he's getting here, he's getting rebuked. No, remember we had, we invited a, I didn't invite him over. He came over to my house. We used to have Mormons that lived across the street from us. Well, one time the Mormon came down my driveway and said, no, you're looking for the guy across the street. Well, then those two guys brought the bishop back. And this was years ago, 15 years ago or better. And I actually didn't know any better. I invited him in my house. Him, the two guys, and the bishops. And he goes, well, I don't believe in coincidences. And I said, well, I don't either. So we started talking this and that. And you know how it goes. You're not communing together in reason like it does over there in Luke chapter 24. You're, you're arguing and debating which, who's got who's right. Comes down to the end of it. And actually, no, let me back up. Why sit? So this one guy goes, he says, well, I pray and read my Bible every day. And I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit of God goes, do you do that? My heart sunk. It did. And you got the truth. Here's this guy. So I pray and read my Bible every day. A young kid, probably 19, 20, you know how they are. Holy Ghost, just, do you do that? And I went, One thing led to another and you know, praise the Lord for His mercy and His grace because that bishop guy was there and he goes, well, will you take some of our literature? I said, sure, if you take one of mine. He goes, okay. So I took his Book of Mormon and whatever else it was and I handed him a track. Are you fishing for the truth? And this was the last, the first words that said were he came into my house where I don't believe in coincidences. And he grabs that track and he goes, oh, what a coincidence. I'm going fishing today. And I go, and I, I'm serious, and I go, I don't believe in coincidences either. But I'm telling you what, I, le- I had conviction over that. I remember that because of that story, but I remember that. Do you do that? Arise, the shipmaster says. Look over there at Proverbs chapter 6. This is actually said twice in Scripture. Proverbs chapter 6. And in verse number 9. How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and they want as an armed man. It says that again there in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 33 and 34. It's the same thing. Their poverty. The riches and the, and the profit that you can give to somebody else in this book rather than just sleeping it away. Being a blessing to someone. 
Arise, the shipmaster says. What's neat is this is actually the the first word God ever spoke to him. Amen. Look at verse number two. Number verse number one. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. Now you hear you got a lost guy, heathen. Arise, O sleeper. You think Jonah knew that? You think that stuck him? Think Jonah was paying enough attention? He's listening to preaching there on the way into work the one day. And his brother Cody Zorn was preaching on the little fly in the ointment. And he was talking about little things. Little things in life mess you up. Little things, little things. We get all the way to the job site. And this job we're on, I'm just a subcontractor on. There's another guy who's a general contractor on the job, and he has not been on the job that long. And this guy that I'm working for, it's he's the owner of the house. He is very upset with the contractor. I'm just or the general. Does that make sense? Yep. Thank you. <clears throat> so we get there, and he's like, and he's complaining, and rightfully so, for, for a lot of this stuff. But this is what he says. He goes, and he's done this and this and this and this. He goes, and that doesn't even upset me. He goes, you know what upsets me? It's the little things. <laughs> I looked over at Charles and I go, it's the little things, Charles. And Charles goes, oh, yeah, it's the little things. It's the flies. It's the foxes. And Because Charles was listening too. I mean, he ain't even saved. He's just listening to it. You know what I mean? And and then this guy's like, what are you guys talking about? You know what I mean? And so we started, that's what we listened to on the way in this morning. I started, I got a chance to witness to him. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I go to church. Oh, well, now the door's open. You know what I mean? So we talking to start, we started talking about the Lord, the little things. Arise. Are you listening? I could be in let down. That was a big stone in my life for that one. Amen. I know down there at Brother Joe's church, I mean, you got to be listening. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You better pay attention. If the Lord's dealing with, you, with, dealing with you on something, and somebody clues in on that, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> you know, like, you know <laughs> I mean, amen. Yeah. And I get an amen right there. Better be paying attention. The Lord told me to rise and go to Nineveh, and now this guy's telling me, Arise, O sleeper! What? That God will think upon us, that we perish not. You know, God was already thinking on them. I'll be thinking on everybody. That's the whole reason the storm was there. Verse number 4, But the Lord sent out a great wind in the sea, and there mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was likely to be broke. That like to be broke. That's God's mercy. Not broken. Like to be broke. They're going to get you right to a point where you're going to call out for them. They don't want to die. And in their darkest and hour and their deepest need, they need only to know that the Lord God can save them. And they need a light just like Paul. Acts chapter 27. We already read that before. It says, Neither sun nor stars for many days would appear. 
Let's just turn there. It's it's that's a it's Acts chapter twenty seven. These four verses are just so powerful. When all hope is lost. Acts chapter 27 and verse number 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was take, then taken away. I mean, that's a powerful verse. When you're just getting thrown around in the sea and you're like, Lord, save me. And there ain't no hope. We're going to die. The severity of it. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. <laughs> I don't even know why that's funny, but it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you got to have the Lord in you even for that to even be funny. I mean, I think... Right? I don't know. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. He's just going to encourage them. That light that's in them. Just read over there. You don't have to turn there. Book Ephesians if you want. Chapter 5. Just giving somebody hope. Chapter 5, verse number 13. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. I kind of got a giggle out of that. You know what I think? I think that's the definition of woke. (laughs) All these people going woke. I'm going woke. Oh yeah, I got a verse for you. Therefore he saith, awake thou that, awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. That's how you're gonna get woke. So then they that walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but ye filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Those are encouraging words right there. Turn over there, book of Romans. I like how Romans 13 kind of lays this all out for Jonah. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 10 says, Love worketh no will to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. 
The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore put off the, or let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know, we don't need to be sleeping through life. Getting rebuked by lost people. No need to be sleeping in life. Look at verse 11. And knowing that the time that thou is, that now it is time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Even putting others in danger as Jonah did. Verse number 8 and 9 says, O no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other command is briefly comprehended in this, saying namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You're not putting others in danger. Not walking in darkness. But let us walk honestly as in the day. Not hiding from God. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ instead of just hiding. Hate our neighbor, verse 10. Need to pray more. Sleep less. Tell someone about Jesus. Encourage others like Paul did. Turn on the book of Jonah again. Try to get through these last few verses. I want to get to a verse I told Pastor and I'm going to do it. <laughs> Lord willing, I don't want to. Verse number 7, it says, And they said every one to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. You know what? They cast lots. I kind of studied this thing out a little bit. There's a lot of verses that go through it. I don't want to go through them. If you want a list, I can print you up a list and get you a list. But you know what? It was... It was in an agreement. These things were cast, cast into the lap. I actually did write down a couple verses. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Proverbs 16.33 So we're going to throw this thing, or flip this thing. Heads I win, tails you lose. You guys didn't catch that? We can cast lots any time. <laughs> but that wasn't like that. But Proverbs 18.18 says that the lot caught the lot causes contentions to seize and parteth between the mighty. So this thing came into agreement. We were all in agreement. We're going to cast these lots into whoever it was. It's your fault. I don't know what these things look like. Pastor, do you know? Right. Whatever, you know what I mean? But it was everybody knew at the end of this thing, thou art the man. Jonah, it fell upon you. Everyone knows it's your fault for this evil. Same thing happened to Achan. Why did all these people die? What, what happened? You know, Joshua gets discouraged. They start bringing, casting lots, and oh man, it was Achan. You know what? It was your reason those people died. So they stoned him. A little different, but everybody knew it was him. 
Verse number 8 says, Then they said unto us, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And what people art thou? You know, tell us for whose cause this evil is upon us. Again, he's getting rebuked by these, by these heathens. He's just getting rebuked, man. For this evil. You know what the name Jonah means? I found this interesting. You know what it means? It means dove. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but now it's a sleeper. <laughs> and it's your evil. <laughs> Mr. Peace Guy. Greatest revival. You know, we get under to keep bashing him down. He did get to do his sermon. Gets the credit for it. About it. God gets the credit. Amen. Amen. God gets the credit. I said that wrong. I apologize. But he's he's the cause for the evil, not the cause for the peace. What's your occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And what people are you? These are convicting questions. You're interrogating questions. His occupation. Not to get ahead, but he never answers that question. What do you do for a living, Jonah? Good thing they asked him all in a big series, so I don't have to answer that one right away. I'm a preacher. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? Heart smote him. Whence comest thou? The second question. Oh, you know, I was just fleeing from God. I just ran from God. You know, just hoping God's going to send somebody else to do that. Sorry for endangering everybody. What country are you from? It's third question. I'm a Hebrew. What people art thou? I'm from the Israelites. Peculiar people. Separated people. People that know God. People that seen His miracles. And His answer is in verse number 9. And He said unto them, I am in Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which had made the sea and dry land. And I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which had made the sea and the dry land. You know, he says, I fear the Lord. You wouldn't think so. Not by reading this. He's got a testimony here and a message of 22 words. Can you imagine that? I kind of mentioned that earlier. Somebody passed this. Hey, Mike, should you come up here and give us a brief testimony? You know, what's your occupation with this? Huh? I'm a preacher. Got saved. Jesus, God, Bible. <laughs> when he made the dry land and sea, you know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty. Jonah's a man of few words. <laughs> Until, until chapter number two. <laughs> Amen. 
I'll stop there. But uh, it's a hollow, shallow answer. His response to, I'm a preacher, he never answers it. I imagine that's pretty convicting saying that. He does kind of respond a little bit intellectually, though. Because they're certainly not going to understand that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course, when when you're witnessing to people, everybody realizes the Creator. Amen. And He knows that. Even though He's got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm the God, I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who? Who are they? No, I serve the God that created all the heavens, the earth, and the sea. Oh, yeah, that one. The Creator. He created all. Everyone knows and understands. We went through that. The Lord's given light in there. Lighteth every man that cometh into this world. They just got to believe. Every knee will bow. And the Lord willed that none should perish but that all should come to repentance. John 3.16 said, God so loved the world and everybody in it, but He ain't going to tolerate sin. He ain't going to tolerate. That's the line. I mean, that thing's divided right there. You got to repent of your sin. Amen. Verse number 10 says, Then they were, the men were exceedingly afraid and said un, unto him, Why hast thou done this? <laughs> More conviction. Exceedingly afraid. The conviction for Jonah. You know, he doesn't fear that he has done this. I mean, he just tells him, you know what? I fear the God that created all the heavens and the earth and the sea. And these guys are like, and you tried to run from that guy? Are you stupid? <laughs> you know, the, to, to, to cut ahead real quick, these guys all become believers by the end of this thing. <laughs> and they cuss a little bit because of Jonah, but mostly because of God. You know, just to give a little happy ending there, you know. But Jonah, he's just, he's not. But these guys get that exceedingly afraid. You ever been there? I like Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1. Recently going through all the Proverbs again. Proverbs chapter 4 today. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 7. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. You know, it's afraid and fear go hand in hand. And these guys are fixed and understand it. My son, if thou wilt receive my, in verse chapter number two, receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou shalt incline thine ear unto wisdom and incline thine heart unto understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord God giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. 
He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Boy, I got a blessing out of that when I read that the other day. That just that progression. You know what? You got to receive it in verse number one. You got to incline your ear and apply it to your heart in verse number two. You got to Christ and pray and lift up in verse number three. All this stuff's kind of going on, you know, with Jonah and these, and these men. Seeking and searching diligently from four. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You keep going after this, lose a little bit of sleep and seek diligently for an answer in these scriptures. And I don't have to promise you that God's going to give it to you. He already said he would. Amen. You understand and find it in verse number five. God gives it to you in the Holy Ghost. For, for the Lord giveth wisdom out of His mouth cometh understanding. He'll give you that. Yeah. Verse number 6. And that beginning of that, you know what? A sound wisdom in that shield. You know, that beginning of that, the beginning of wisdom. You know what scared me? I didn't want to go to hell. I was afraid. You're going to perish in hell for your sins. What? That scared me because I know I'm worthy of it because I know I'm worthy of it. Amen. Why hast thou done this? Verse number 10. Here Jonah's given that opportunity to come clean and confess his sins before God. I mean, the Spirit's convicting. I mean, you get that one, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. But you know what? People do it all the time. <clears throat> you can see it in churches all day long. In people's hearts, their stubborn attitudes, their, their hardened hearts. And they just, they don't get right. Verse number 11. <clears throat> then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempered tempestuous God gives him a space and time to think this over and repent honest question honest question and I'm going to take a drink do you think if Jonah would have repented right now and just said you know what Lord, Lord forgive me for this Lord I just need to go to Nineveh and preach and do what I was originally told to do Lord I'm sorry and repented and just went that way. Do you think the storm would have stopped? Do you think the wind would have stopped? Do you think the sea would have stopped? I with all my heart do. I with all my heart believe that. All my heart believe that that was what would have happened. Verse number 12. <clears throat> and he said to them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. <laughs> he just didn't, man. What a slouch. <laughs> the stuff people and say and do rather than repent. That's what it is. The stuff people will say and do rather than repent. My friend Aaron, I think I've told the story before, he, he, di he died of alcohol poisoning. 
he was in the hospital two or three times. We actually went and cleaned his apartment out. I'll just stop there. I'm talking bad. Filth. Alcohol took him down. I mean, it might, I'm going to stop. I was able to lead this guy to the Lord, but he just couldn't kick it. He's in these he's in the hospital. Got the every all these stuff hooked up to him. And I said, Aaron, I said, if I if you don't quit, I think the Lord's gonna take you. And you know what he said? I do too. Honest. That's what he said. Just unwillingness to repent. I want to say, you know, I'm just gonna just gonna quit that. Left behind his wife, two kids. And he was a great guy, man. Great guy. Alcohol. Alcohol. People remain stubborn and hard hearted and always have conflict in their life. Yeah. Rather than get right. Because they got sin in their life. I mean, that's a, a sin is a bit. I'm just going to keep going. I don't want to say something I'm going to regret. They lose their joy forsaking the assembly rather than humble themselves and ask forgiveness to patch up a relationship. You seen that? Rather than repent. Cast me into the sea. That's what Jonah says. Cast me into the sea. You know what? Jonah is not a martyr here. He's not. Oh, I just don't want to deal with this problem anymore. Just throw me overboard. Why? Because you don't want to get right? He's not a martyr. You know what he is? He's a coward. He's a quitter. He's not a hero. He's a zero. A characterless quitter. A whining quitter. A pounding, complaining quitter. A spineless quitter. That took the easy way out. Amen. Instead, just repenting. What an example to set for those other people. I'm just kidding. It takes no spiritual gumption to die when God has reason for you to live. There's been things in my life, man, I just had to I had to ask people for forgiveness. I had to go get right many times. And you know what? The Lord's blessed me for it. That's how you grow. I wasn't born saved and known every this thing when I first got saved. Explain to us the book of Revelation. I don't know. I don't. I ain't got all this figured out. I'm just trying to be glad when He chastens me and repent when He tells me to repent. And this is that this is that one. Look at this verse number 12. For I know. Jonah knew the reason for this distress. Knowledge without a pure heart. You think about that. Knowledge without a pure heart. An unrepentative 
heart. Oh, I know. Jonah knew what God required. Now get right. Same way Cain did. Sin lieth at the door. How many Christians are perishing not for the lack of knowledge, but for the lack of love for God and man? I know. I know. I know. He knew for for His sake it was upon Him, upon you. He's confessed to the wrong people, the wrong person. There's one mediator. That's Christ Jesus. And then it was God. He could get, he could get right. He had his opportunity. He still got an opportunity, but he doesn't. He admits to putting others' lives at risk. His sin did. You know what? That's not the influence I want to have on people. I don't want to be that guy. And I got to thinking, how many people could we lead to the Lord if we just a little bit more obedient, repentant? How many people would ask questions if we just had joy? Instead of, just throw me overboard. My life's horrible. Our life's horrible because of you. I had this thought too. How many tests we pass in our testimony? And how many tests we failed? So I thought, test, is it a testimony? I said, I started thinking, I said, well, no, I better look that up. How do we even get this word testimony? <laughs> testimony, testify, derived from the Latin word testes, referring to the notion of a disinterested third party witness. <laughs> Some people think, I think it's hilarious. Because <laughs> if you ain't got a witness and you ain't got a testimony, you're trying to lead somebody there in your testimony. Paul was always trying to. And sometimes I don't even want to be the, you know, the Lord just say, I don't want, I'm not going to even be in on this testimony. Does that make sense right there? I would like the Lord to be with me when I'm giving my testimony to someone else when they're disinterested to hopefully almost thou persuadest me. At least some. At least one more. Two more. There are people looking out there for hope. People need the Lord. They don't need Donald Trump, praise God. He is not my hope and He's not my Savior. He is a... I'm going to stop. Everybody needs the Lord. We don't need to be a castaway. Amen. That's what I got. Pastor, you close us in prayer?